Hi everyone and welcome to the Comics Deserve Better podcast. I am one of your lovely hosts, Brian, and with me are the other two lovely hosts, Carrie. Hello. And Richard. Hey. You guys ready to talk about independent comics this week? Yay. Yay. <laughs> okay, now I'm ready. And now I'm ready. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, well, before I we do that, I myself up this time. Besides <laughs> the world of independent comics, we also are all video game people. Some may say we're gamers. So okay. I have a question since we're getting to, towards the end of the year. What has been like your favorite game that you've played this year so far? Oh. And it doesn't have to be released this year. You can, I, I kind of know what Perry's <laughs> going to be. I was going to ask you if I gave you five years old. <laughs> yeah. And, but yeah, like, do you guys have a, do you guys have a favorite or a couple favorites? That, that... The, the, the two games that I spent the most of the time with this year was uh, Resident Evil 4, which I'd never played and mm-hmm. was really good. And uh, Pokemon Arceus. Oh, nice. Which is excellent. Nice. Yep. Have you played the new, the Scarlet? I haven't, but uh, I I haven't finished Arceus. I'm like right at the end. So I was just like, let me finish that game and then I'll start. uh, uh, I think I I got Violet. Oh, nice. nice, nice, You know, sometimes, Richard, when we see you, like your friend icon on, and it's really late for us. And so we know it's like super late for you. I will tell your icon to go to bed. (laughs) <laughs> i was like why are you up go to bed it's we're, too late for you we're switch buttons. that does sound like me <laughs> yeah. um okay. so the game i have consistently played since it has come out is fire emblem um three houses and i love it mm-hmm. but i want to say to sound like a cool kid the game that i think straight up the game that and i don't know maybe if this was a 2021 game you played but this is a game that's I still really like is Hades. Mm-hmm. Um, that was that was the, like twenty twenty one, I think. Okay, but still, the roguelike games mm-hmm. that you've been playing are fucking sick. Yeah, I've been playing. They're too hard. Absolutely. For me personally, again, mm-hmm. as an anxious person, I can't play them. Mm-hmm. But like watching them and then like the artwork of it and like the uh, uh everything is just so good. I really like them. Super, uh, the, both of those are super giant. Those are um, Bastion and, and Hades. Yes, and yes, yes, yes. Those are, um, yeah, they, they do a really good job. What, what amazed me about Hades is the voice acting, because I don't think you ever got a repeat of a, of a quote. And since it's a roguelike, it's like you die a lot. So you talk to the same people a lot. So it's kind of amazing that they had enough recorded dialogue. And they're all fucking hot. <laughs> oh, my God. They're all beautiful characters. It Hades. was so it is hot. <laughs> I was just like, wow, that is a dastardly looking fellow. Oh, uh, I, me, me personally, um, I think I, I, it came out last year, but the game that I think I've enjoyed the most this year so far is, uh, is Death Store. If you guys ever, that's a cool game. Yeah. That, that was a lot of fun. Um, and, you know, as the big Zelda nerd that I am, that definitely scratched the, uh, the, the over the head Zelda, <laughs> you mm. know, itch that I always have. So, um, and then I've been playing. Um, I've been playing Splatoon three a lot lately, yeah. and and actually, I think that's probably the most improved sequel. Even though, like, you know, the first two games they were very similar. I think because no one played the Wii U version, so like they just were like, we're just gonna make the same game again for for two. This one, I was expecting this kind of the same thing, just them not to to do much, but no, they did a lot, and 
yeah, it's uh, it's a lot more fun now. It was fun before, but it's a lot more fun now. Um, I do want to say that I have met a lot more like female and non-binary gamers out in the wild. Mm-hmm. And that's been really fun. That's awesome. To like just to talk to people that I think aren't necessarily thought of as like hardcore gamers, mm-hmm. but like there's a a shared love of it. And so that's always been really fun. Like when I talk to like because even though I'm very introverted with strangers, I'm very extroverted. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's the word. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then um I just one person was telling me how that they were really excited for the um the sequel to Breath of the Wild. And then I was just, and I straight up was just like, but the trailer was so fucking disappointing. Like, how could you get so excited <laughs> over like 35 seconds? And I realized, it's like, and I yeah. realized, like, how I said it. And yeah. I was just like, that is so <laughs> fucking disrespectful of the way I said it. I'm like, I'm really sorry. But my vehement, like, hatred, like, yeah. came out in that moment. Mm-hmm. They were just like crushed, <laughs> like, a little bit. <laughs> And I was like, wow, I'm really sorry. Thanks for the purchase. Yeah. I'll leave now. Totally <laughs> Did you tell them to play um, Phoenix Rising? No, 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 no. Yeah. But I was just like, you know, I'm like, I can't get excited over what I've seen yet. Yeah. Plus, I hate Zelda. Oh, you mean the, the character? Yeah. Well, yeah. I hate Zelda. I don't know. I mean, I don't think you've had enough uh, experience with different versions of Zelda. Especially, well, I mean, well, no, you like Wind Waker, and that's probably the best version of Zelda. Yeah, that's the best version so, of yeah. Zelda. Yeah, that's true. Is Pe- Petra? Um, Tetra. Tetra. Yes. Like Fuck, I can't talk today. I was going to say, she's a pirate in that game, right? Yeah, she is. Yeah, yeah, she's so cute. Well, spoiler alert, if you haven't played that game yet. Wind Waker, which is like 20 it's years old. 19 years old, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Like, fucking get on I'm, it. I, I was about to say the same thing. I'm like, you know, from Spirit Tracks is pretty cool, and that's the same universe. Richard, do you have a 3DS? Yeah. Do you still actually, have Oh, you bitch. Nice. Oh, that's good. Yeah, we don't it's know. A, it's actually is. a Majora's Mask. For, for for the record, Richard is pulling up a Game Boy Advance for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, no, it's, that's awesome. That's, that's awesome. And that's, can't that's, find an awesome, that's an awesome choice, too. As a, you know, I didn't know you, if you knew this, but I was the biggest Zelda person. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, I had both both uh, Zelda. I had the, uh, the one that came with the. Uh, Link Between Worlds. Mm-hmm. And then when the new 3DS came out, I upgraded it to this. Awesome. Nice. And Link Between Worlds is underrated because not a lot of Oh, it's no, fan. That game is yeah. excellent. Not enough people played it, was the problem with that one because that game is amazing. But okay. All right. Video that games. was fun. All right. <laughs> it's great to talk about. Okay. It's great to talk about video games, but we are here to talk about indie comics. So let's uh, go ahead and get into it. I will start with our DIY corner, which at first it's going to sound like it doesn't qualify for indie comics. Um, the uh, It's on Zoop. We've talked about them actually last week as well. I've been trying to get more Zoop uh, love here in the podcast. And this is the um, the Whistling Skull special edition hardcover by Tony Harris, B. Clay Moore, Dave Craig, and Wes Abbott. Uh, it is, has, it's going to have about eight days to go when this uh, episode drops. And they are uh, literally at this moment to on Tuesday, they're thirty dollars away from their ten thousand dollar goal. So I think they're gonna make it. That's awesome. Um, 
but yeah, you could be the thirty dollars if they're still if they're still thirty dollars away when you're hearing this. That's not a good thing. So let's let's hope that they are funded by then. Um, but yes, um, and there's a lot of cool uh, extras that are coming that are involved here. You got like hardcovers, you got stickers and pins, which I always love. Um, prints, um, sketches. They're you know just it's pretty cool. What, what the other things that are that are involved here. Um, this the reason why this doesn't qualify maybe as a independent comic because this actually the whistling skull sounds familiar as a name um this was the third volume of the jsa liberty files elseworlds books uh that that basically had the jsa characters in world war ii as like spies essentially and those are excellent excellent uh books but this uh basically they got um i'm guessing they got the rights back to this story and B. Clay Moore and Tony Harris have kind of tweaked everything, got rid of like the DC like, you know, characters in it and like kind of tweaked them so they're no longer DC characters and basically has mm-hmm. cre- they've created the universe the way they wanted to kind of create the universe in the first place. Um so they're actually kind of creating a whistling skull universe now. And if it has any, if it's anything like the way like Liberty Files is, like yes, please let's let's do this because <laughs> you know I'm I'm a, I'm an avid Hellboy fan and this gives me a lot of Hellboy vibes and and like even more so, um so I'm all about that and Tony Harris, uh, you know he did Starman with um the you know the the classic Starman from the the late nineties and um yeah his artwork is awesome and. Um, it's fun. It has like some fun steep steampunk. Like, the Wilson Skull literally has like, I think his brain is actually uh, the reason why he's the Wilson Skull is because his brain is actually powered by steam, and so he has like <laughs> a little steam engine thing like on the side of his of his brain, um, because he's undead as well. So yeah, it looks like a lot of fun. It looks like kind of cool like a tribute to Golden Age stuff. So definitely recommend. Um. I'm I'm actually probably going to be the thirty dollars after we talk about the uh, <laughs> after we uh, finish talking here today. All right, um, so we're going to go ahead and go into our spotlights. Sir Gawain and the Green Knight by John Repion and Mark Penman. Um, they were talking about this book on Twitter. A uh, friend of the show, Rebecca, pointed them our way. Uh, they sent us over a copy for me to take a look at and review, and I'm very happy that they did because this is an amazing comic i have to say and so um yes you're probably familiar with the uh sir Gawain and the green knight story it's arthurian essentially it's uh it's kind of about chivalry and it's about like the duties of a knight and, and obviously it has to do with the um the spirits the you know the dead and the ghosts of england so <laughs> um but yeah uh this book because of the subject is written kind of like in a poem like style and then also the artwork which is what i'm really excited to talk about is like a tapestry it's like oh, look, like flemish manuscripts it, it's like looking at a like a medieval t- tapestry oh fuck that um, cool. It, has, oh, cool. it has that style and so that's and like and it has a kind of like the repeating of those sometimes in some of the artwork um there's a part where they have like Gawain turning from a fox to to human and it's like the same picture over and over again but it's just like like morphing on it that's cool yeah it's oh nice 
all the art's good. Uh, all the only colors used are black, white, red, and green, and so it's it's it it pops and like the 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 actual like translation of this story is is fairly original. It's pretty cool. Um, well, just well done, regardless. So I, it's it's like fifty pages. It's uh, um, I know there's like a hardcover and a soft cover out there. Um, definitely recommend check it out. Um, actually, um, I do have the URL for their web store to pick it up since it is an independent comic, like in the most literal sense, since it is self published. Um, so we'll put that URL in the uh, the show notes. So you can uh, go to the store. That's awesome. All right. Well, cool, cool, cool. If you are ready. Yes, I am. My bad. Don't oh, mind if I do. <laughs> <laughs> All that. Um, this week I looked at a uh, new book, Hell to Pay, issue one. It's uh, by Charles Soule, Will Slinney, uh, Rachel Rosenberg on colors, and Chris Crank on letters. So. This book uh, swerves me good because it <laughs> opens where they're in a castle in uh, in Ireland, and it's like the two most like vapid people, you know, rich people ever. Basically, this guy Ian is uh, trying to like seduce this gorgeous woman Maya, and you know he's just showing her all his like he's a billionaire. And he's showing her all his riches. He's like, oh. I have this, and he shows her his Tasmanian tiger that he had uh, brought back, he cloned and brought back from extinction, and he lets her know that uh, he 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 has the real Mona Lisa, the one in the Louvre is a fake, and it's like it started out so very annoying, mm-hmm. and then so, but Maya is unimpressed by everything she showed him, but he's she's like, look, I like I fuck with billionaires all the time. Like, what's your special thing? Because she's just like, all this stuff that you're showing me, this is just rich guy stuff. Like, what makes you unique that, like, I should kick it with you? And then Ian lets her know that hell is real. (laughs) Hmm. That hell's actual real place. And Mm -hmm. basically, hell isn't like, you know, exactly the Gio Christian hell that we think of. It's like all about commerce. And basically, they have hell coins. (laughs) <laughs> and you know that's how like you buy and trade souls <laughs> in hell so essentially there was an uprising in hell in the past at some point and you know the uprising got kind of dicey but like the demons were able to suppress it you know and Satan was able to maintain control but what happened is that unbeknownst that almost everybody except for like Satan and them knew, but they kind of covered it up. Somebody escaped hell with a bunch of hell coins. And like so many times in human history, when a, when there's like this big cataclysmic event, what it is is that that's actually an exchange of a hell coin. Like, like you, when something wild happens on earth, that's usually like, a, 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 like an exchange of a hell coin is the cause of it. Ian tells her all this and you know, he's like, oh, you probably don't believe me. Maya's like, I do believe you because Maya is like, uh, she she's actually aware of the hell coins, and she's actually part of a two man team with her uh, her husband Sebastian, and they they knew that the coins were there and they're hunting them. So apparently, they had some sort of accident where they got blown up when they were younger. Uh, Sebastian was a, a paraplegic. Maya was all jacked up. 
and like some shrouded figure came and basically got them to sell their soul. And to get out of this contract, they have to collect the 666 hell coins that have been brought to Earth. And they're at 665. Oh, no. So this is the last mission for the last hell coin. So now that like Ian's out the way, they both break in. They 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 uh, realize that uh, it's either in his vault or there's like a uh, wall safe in his bedroom. So Sebastian attacks the vault. Maya attacks the wall safe. Um, but then they they reach a snag because they each come up with a hell coin each. Each spot had a hell coin, so there's only supposed to be 666, and now they have 666 and 667 in their oh. hands. Uh-oh. <laughs> they have one other issue, is that part of their contract is that they can't get pregnant, and when they got the 665th coin, they celebrated a little bit too hard, and Maya is pregnant. Oh, no. So now they need to figure out why there's more coins than there should be on Earth. And basically, they they uh, they uh, tried to uh, get the information from Ian, and Ian's like, "Yo, like I can't tell you, like I don't know, like the guys threatened me, but like fuck it, I'll start." You know, he's like, "I'll spill because you're gonna kill me," <laughs> and his head just explodes. Oh, oh shit. no! Yeah. <laughs> oh man. So okay. they're in deep, and what we find is someone that completely independent is using technology to communicate with hell. And basically is getting hell coins sent to this plane. So that explains why there's more than the 666 that should be here, here. But we don't know where it's going to go. But yeah, it's a really good book. Really cool concept for hell and everything. Like, I was out on the book in like the first six pages. And then the rest of the book is phenomenal. It really drew me back in. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that sounds really cool. I um, I did not... I, I honestly must just miss this completely i think this is from a week or two ago maybe yeah like it sounds pretty awesome yeah it sounds cool i'm putting it on my uh my trade list yeah no i mean i strictly off the strength of charles soul i was like like oh i'll check this out but yeah yeah, that was really really good and you know i i really don't know where it's going but i'm here for the ride that's awesome yeah i'm a big yeah i like charles soul um, both his uh, Daredevil and uh, his She-Hulk runs were pretty awesome. So, She-Hulk was very good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's um, I think one of the influences for the show. So, all right, now it's time to talk about our main course, which was Carrie's choice this week, which is Orcs by Christine Larson, um, which was from Kaboom, aka Boom Studios. And uh, since it is Carrie's choice, I will go ahead and let her talk down. And here you go. <laughs> so hi, um, I chose orcs. It's really cute. We um, we kind of enter this universe of like fanciful creatures. At first, I wasn't. I've never really been into like f- fantasy worlds per se, so I didn't necessarily know what orcs were supposed to look like until I started playing like. D&D. So it's kind of like the goblin-y kind of big, you know, monstery looking um creatures and we enter this world. We are introduced to a fable in a sense um of a legendary adventurer named Drod. 
and Gerard is out there kicking ass, taking names, traveling the world. Gerard is attracted to the island um, of a siren by her beautiful song. And this siren is like, cool, you're not driven mad. You're supposed to stay with me forever. Gerard's like, uh, no, I'm going to go adventure. Peace out. So the siren um, uh, sets her stone monsters, indestructible stone monsters, on Drod. Uh, Drod can't beat them, but Drod figures out that uh, the source of the power of the monsters is the siren song. So Drod bonks her on the head with his sword or her sword and knocks uh, knocks the siren out and Drod leaves. So um, once we leave the fable world, we are introduced to Granny, who's an elder orc, and she is telling the fable or the stories or the legends to a group of small orc children. And so we are introduced to um, a little guy named Sprog, and he is mischievous, and his whole kid crew are mischievous as fuck, <laughs> and they they harass the cooks and like the kid keepers because every like like any kind of commune you know camp and encampment type of situation everybody has a job right so there's the cook there's um the person who takes care of the children uh stuff like that so they harass everybody and they get into general mischief granny is supposed to like help watch the children because again she's the one who tells the stories and when Two sisters need the children to be like uh, Sprog and Wolfie the little dog to get watched while the parents and the aunts and uncles go on a mission. They go to talk to Granny and Granny has tripped the fuck out on the astral plane. <laughs> yeah, because she's also the, um, the, the, the magician. Yeah, she's like the, the sh- like yeah. she's like a shaman. The shaman. Yeah. yeah, she's um she's the head, like she's like the elder of the of the clan. So she's definitely in charge of all of the um the herbs, the the potions, the um the magic. Uh, she's out there tripping on the astral plane. Contact her for the next seven to ten business days. So <laughs> um the family goes on a mission, and they are um the the it's a family that adventures together. So it's two bro- two sisters, a brother, um, and uh a a leader, and then one sister is married to. Uh, another another guy and the reason i'm not saying names is because the names are hard for me to remember mm-hmm. so this is the group bog is the leader of the pack utsu is the is the mom gurs the dad pez's sister zep is brother sprog is child wolfie is dog uh i will not say those names correctly from here on out mm-hmm. but i'm just letting you know that's that's kind of the hierarchy of everything so the adults are out adventuring um they're supposed to get the treasure the deal is if they go out adventuring then they are to bring home 50 percent of whatever treasure they get and bring it to the king of their clan um and he does no work but he seems kind of like a nincompoop anyways so <laughs> like we'll get later into that. parties yeah he has dance parties <laughs> it's fucking weird but like <laughs> they go they adventure um and because they're kind of like pissy about giving him half uh instead of giving him half of the treasure that they get they give him the rabid ravenous squirrels that attacked yeah. them 
So well, it, they don't know that he got treasure. And he never yeah. figures out that they got the treasure in the first place. So in doing that, he banishes the group, including the kid. He he banishes, including the dog. They all get they all get banished. Bog, even though he's the one who's constantly getting them into scrapes, he's also the one that's like thinking. I think he's the leader of, of the group. Mm-hmm. And so he's always the one like kind of on a on his feet and like getting um like in- enacting plans kind of like instantaneously. So they're able to swipe their um their treasure one you know one last thing they're able to swipe the treasure that they stole back. So they're banished. Um he and Bog ends up knowing a guy in like a dwarf uh kingdom. Mm-hmm. And so they end up going to um this dwarf kingdom and they get supplies. They uh when they get to the dwarf kingdom, there's tension between him and like his contact. So you don't know exactly what's going on. It turns out that they He's have the fuck. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It turns out that they were an item. Mm-hmm. And so uh Arvin is his name. I think so, yeah. Uh he's pissed that Bog has just come back when he needs something. Yeah, over like what 12 years or something like that. They never give a specific yeah, number. It's been a while. Yeah, it's just been a long time. But anyways, the crew gets like, you know, gets clean, they get food, they get their armor. Um there's a really cute part of it where the um Gur only says he's like Groot. He only says Gur. Mm-hmm. And so um But everyone understands what he's saying. Exactly. Everybody cool. understands yeah. what he's and there's a really cute part when they're shopping for armor is that everybody's getting something and Utsu, the mom, has gotten a new like a new battle outfit. And um, Gur, her husband, who only says Gur, um, and everybody understands what he's saying, uh, sees this outfit where it's like all studded and spiked, but the arms are kind of out. And she goes like, oh, he says Gur. And she's like, oh, I could never put my arms down like that. And then you could see it's written like he whispers Gur to her. And then like she has like blush lines under her eyes. And she's like, I bet you, you would. And it's just, <laughs> it's really cute. It's just, it's funny, like a little flirtatious moment between them. So they go, they get all their things. They're um they're heading out on their adventure. And then they get called to a, an enchanted battle. Mm-hmm. And they don't understand how they, they get to this enchanted battle because all of a sudden they're just surrounded by fog. But what ends up happening is that uh, Granny, who's still tripping on the uh, the light fantastic, she has um, basically bade them to do this battle for her because she needs her strength. And she has also gotten them their old weapons from from the homeland. And so they go, they realize that they can't say no. They realize that they have to do it. So they go and they do the battle. Um it's like this big snake slithery thing that's like trying to eat them um at one moment like uh sprog is gone they don't know if they think that i think sprog did get eaten they had to rescue him everybody's getting like you know either wrapped you know around with this with the tail of the thing or you know it's just like complete chaos it's going all over the place and um they end up getting a sword and once they get the sword, they are transported automatically back to the kingdom. When they're there, they have some demands um, to be met. They're able to be reinstated back into the clan. They get their homes back. They get all their belongings back. Um, 
And basically they they've made a new deal with the king saying instead of 50-50, we're getting it six ways. That way, you know, we still bring something back to everybody, but we also get our fair share, blah, blah, blah. And um, when you find out is throughout this entire story, Granny has been telling bits of draw the legend, you know, legendary Drod's adventures. Well, you find out that Drod is real. Drod is not just a legend. And the sword that they got was Drod's sword. Mm-hmm. We also learn that Granny is in charge of keeping something very, very evil and at bay. The only weapon that she can use is to like plug up and lock up this entity is Drod's sword. At the very end, we also learned that she is Drod. No, she's Zama. Oh, she's oh no, she's Sama. Yeah. She's not Drod. She's Sama. She's Zama the, the She's Zama, the, the blue orc. Yeah, the magician. The magi- yeah. yeah. Okay. She's and then, Zama. Sorry. And the, and the tree, uh, mother tree that she's been talking to is Wendy. Is was Wendy. Wendy. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I knew she was something. Yeah. Okay. I just had a mistake of the name. Sorry. No, no worries. But yeah. So that's who we learn. Um, we do learn. So like the legends are true. And we learned that Granny is a very important part of it. We and do very not... old. Because yeah. those are like hundreds of years yeah. ago. Yeah. And we do not. Yeah. Well, we do not know what the um, what evil she's trying to stop. Uh, we just know that the the sword placement is a temporary fix. Mm-hmm. And basically she has gotten the clan like the the marauding clan back because she's going to i'm assuming need them to help her fight in the next book did i go did i give too much no i gave a lot no okay you know maybe a little spoiler warning post posthumously (laughs) but but yeah no it's it's great no it's just a super fun book like i love the art you know all the characters are really really fun like I don't. I almost don't know what I like more, like the legend of Drod or the actual main story of the orcs of the book. Mm-hmm. I yeah, I, I think I'm kind of equal on, on both of them because they they both have their their entertainment values. Um, but and uh, yeah, it's. I think the world building is pretty amazing in this book. Like it just, it's so fast and it's so like it's not like expedition jump or exposition drops and jumps and dumps. I can't talk today either. Um, <laughs> I thought, I thought the, the like the fable part, like the the legend part, was boring. Oh, really? I don't really. Like, yeah, I don't like that sort of thing. I've never been like, I like I like that form of storytelling, like when you have two or three different stories going on at a, at one time, and one's in the past and one's in the present or whatever. But like for some reason, this particular story didn't really captivate me. I thought the art was really good. I thought the characters were fun, but I didn't like the. I didn't. I thought. I thought the reason why, Grant. I thought like the reason why Granny's telling the story was really cute. You know, because the kids all clamor for the story, and I thought that was really fun. Mm-hmm. But like, as far as like that story itself, I liked the present day, adventurer family story mm-hmm. much more int- like I thought that was like to me the stronger part and to me that was the more like enticing part of the book mm-hmm. than like reading like the older like the even though at the very end it's a cool flip yeah. when you're like oh shit that's granny you're like oh okay yeah so she's telling her own story yeah she used to- and that's fun I thought yeah. that part was cool but like as far as like that being like a, like me being interested in the story I wasn't but the 
I love, I just, I really appreciate um, like family dynamics. I just, I, I yeah. do. And I, I just like the way that the sisters are portrayed and how like when Utsu is backing up Bog, then this Pez gets mad and she's like, you're supposed to be my friend. And it's just, it's, it's really cute. I just like, uh, I just like all of that. That was really fun. Yeah. And the, and Sprog, the kid is adorable. Wolfie, badass and a little metal spiked collar. Yes. Just really mm-hmm. cute. Very yeah. cute artwork. And I like I how would the- say, um, what, uh, do you think uh in the later volumes we're gonna learn uh how Grandy like learned to like draw? Because in these flashbacks, she is not a fan of draw. No, no, not at all. Um and obviously she warms to her at some point. <laughs> the, the the second volume um just literally finished uh, a couple weeks ago. And oh, cool. um and it was it's also really good. Totally recommend it. Um and um they get kind of into it they they it's once again it's the same kind of style of storytelling where you have the, the story from the past as well as the story the current story and um you kind of get into it um but um but not as as much like you um you still there's still kind of a mystery i think because they, they didn't even mention in this book where they're like oh i thought they all worked well together and they're like oh not at this point they're not working well together oh okay that, yeah. that group um what I really liked about so I love the family dynamic. Um, I love like I think just because like you know I grew up you know reading and listening and and living in a way <laughs> not not really living but <laughs> wow you okay yeah I'm sorry ooh that was a weird cough um I um I grew up just loving Lord of the Rings. And I love questing. And I think that's what also kind of got me into like interested in like D D stuff, even if I don't play it much. I love reading like D D comics and stuff like that because it's like, you know, you got your questing party, and this is definitely a questing party. And I also love the fact that they're the questing party because they're the only ones stupid enough to do the chief's like will. Uh-huh. I do love um after the chief throws them out, like he already forgets about it. And he's just like, yeah. Hey, go fetch them. They're like, No, you threw them out, guy. <laughs> exactly. I love how they get beat by squirrels in the beginning of the book as well. Yeah. You know, just the almighty squirrel army. And then there's a reason for that because the squirrels had a revolution and they have like a, a militant leader now. Yeah. It's so, <laughs> so funny. Yeah. This this book just has like these like tiny moments that are just hilarious and fun. They, um that whole section like reminded me, I think in Rick and Morty there's an episode where it's like you don't mess with squirrels. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> nice. so funny. Like um basically Morty like accidentally overhears squirrels. Like he's like using some device and he could hear the squirrels like speaking in plain English and they're like plotting. And <laughs> oh, basically they notice that he's listening in on them and much like in orcs, they attack. Oh no! Yeah. Nice. That's not good. Well, and in Marvel Comics, you know, Doreen Green Squirrel Girl is the most powerful character in the Marvel universe, basically. So, um, no, no, it's a really good book. I, I'm really happy with it. I mean, it was just, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Maybe, uh, Brian, you need to take uh, Carrie on a good old fashioned quest, and that way she could uh, appreciate Drod's uh, half of the story. Yeah. Have you, have you, have you done a quest lately, Carrie? <laughs> Um, for Christmas presents, we're, oh, gonna, go. we're gonna team up with uh, Shigeru Miyamoto and go through those little caves that that inspired him to do Legend of Zelda. There you go. 
No, um, <laughs> and wear the Pikmin shirt while we do it. Oh my God, no, <laughs> no, I, I do like questing. I don't know, I don't know why the the draw just didn't attract me as much. Yeah, but it was it. It's a really good book. Mm-hmm. I like it. I mm-hmm. promise. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. I um, yeah. They're just speaking about little gags. Uh, one of the things towards the end when they get transported magically to the temple. Um, I love, I love when like the kind of like the hero story is kind of is like put on its ear, you know, like where you like, you know like you kind of as a reader of these kind of books, you expect the the brave clan to be like, okay, I guess this is our new quest. Let's go into this giant evil looking temple that has a skeleton on top of it with a with a giant sword, you know. But no, they're they're. I think they act like how everyone should act and would act where they're just like uh-uh, they, we're just they do here. take their sweet time though they deciding yeah. to go with that temple. yeah they and they even tried just leaving and yet the fog won't let oh them yeah leave. pez keeps running away yeah and she has so, to keep going back so yeah i that's the, that's like what i think like you know normal people would do yeah and exactly and i like i like the kind of like that dynamic that they had there you know and they finally do it and they finally fight but when they're hungry in the forest and Sprog and Wolfie get a bunch of mushrooms, and they're like, "Oh, oh yeah, and they trip, and they trip balls." Oh god, that was so funny. Or maybe these are the mushrooms that we're not supposed to eat. Yeah, maybe yeah. these are enchanted. Yeah. Oh man, that was and great. They're like, oh, this beautiful sparkling river. Why are the mountains melting? <laughs> yeah, and then um, I also like. I mean, that was a quick gag, but um, in the very beginning, when because like Bog wears a um. An eye, patch. an eye patch just like draw did and um and then you find out that he he actually can see out of both of his eyes but he wears his eye patch because he loves he's such like a draw devotee that yeah. he just wears it for draw so that's right uh, yeah just stuff like that it's just it's it's a fun book yeah um, definitely the coloring is really yeah i was gonna good. say that's the best way to describe it it's just a really fun book yeah yeah super fun and um yeah, and like like I said, like the second volume has has just finished, and so the the collected edition will come out pretty soon. So I definitely recommend um, checking that out as well. Um, what do you guys think about like the trolls, like as well, like like how they're bickering with each other, and and then basically like you know the orcs show how ferocious they are, but then it's just basically the 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 genius of a sprog to uh to save them by by basically opening the door during daylight oh yeah that was funny yeah that was pretty yeah, Sprog, sprog's a pretty smart little kid mm-hmm. he has his own little gang so yeah and i like because like whenever i see sprog talk i assume it's like 20s gangster mm-hmm. and he's like we're part of the crew now <laughs> yeah that's very cool he's so cute yeah, then, yeah he felt very made manish yeah for sure definitely for sure and then uh good old uh very good read. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah. I'm glad I chose it. I'm glad you chose it too. This is up. Excellent. So, okay. Any final thoughts or you ready to to move on? Oh, we're ready to move on. All right. So, yes, it's I think the super fun book. Yeah, I say definitely recommend. Please check it out, read it. Uh if you haven't already. Okay, well, we do have a couple bits of news before we sign off. Um, I'll start with the sad news uh, first. Um, Aline Kavinsky Crumb uh, passed away earlier this week. Um, the name might sound familiar. Basically, she was one of the first autobiographical comic writers 
Um, she also was married to Robert Crumb, which I'm sure you've all heard of as well. Um, he was, you know, kind of prominent in the 60s and 70s as a cartoonist. And he actually said, like, she was the one of the most major influences on him. So, so like, you know, and I, I you know, that's obviously the 60s and 70s. Of course, the dude's going to be more popular than the, the female creator. But regardless, um, definitely a, a major legend in the industry sad that she did pass away she passed away in france um at the age of 74 and um yeah it's uh too soon it's always too soon yes okay and uh yeah if you were like a fan of like the nib and stuff like that um yeah she's kind of one of the uh the forefront like people that kind of kind of created that style of comic telling and like if you're like a fan of like Alison Bechtel, all that stuff, yeah. So, anyways, very sad. So yeah, definitely very sad. Okay, well, more happy news. Uh, AWA Studios, uh, which is kind of an up and coming, you know, independent comic book studio. They've been releasing a bunch of stuff more recently. Um, they've announced a creative council uh, with um, Reginald Hudlin, J. Michael Straczynski, uh, Joseph Kaczynski, uh, Lieta Kol. Uh, Kylo Gritis and Al Madrigal and Greg Hurwitz. And um, yeah, uh, those days, some of those names might sound very familiar, um, like in all different types of medias, like, like Reginald Hedlund, obviously, um, director and screenwriter, uh, you know, did um, Sydney, Boomerang, Django Unchained, uh, also wrote a, a very popular and epic uh, Black Panther run um, back in, was it the 90s when he did Panther? I think it was. 2000s. 2000s, okay. Thank you. And then J. Michael Straczynski, uh, besides like Babylon 5, Sensei, Thor, you also, you know, he also wrote uh, Spider-Man for a very long time. Um, did a pretty good, you know, in the early 2000s as well. Uh, Al Madrigal is a, co- is a comic, um, and he's like on that new show, like the Lopez versus Lopez. He's been on The Daily Show a couple times, or more than a couple times. Um, and, um, but he also did that comic Primos, which I believe was for oh, AWA. Yeah. Uh, recently, um, Joseph Kaczynski recently did the uh, new um, the new Top Gun, but he also did one of my favorite like unsung movies of the last couple twenty years. Um, that would be Oblivion, also with Tom oh, Cruise. I really like that movie, dude. I love that movie with M eighty three as the soundtrack and everything. Yeah, that's that's like one of my favorite movies that no one ever talks about. Um, so so yeah, um, so yeah, they, they they're obviously lots of great minds. All involved in here, different styles of mine. They've all done kind of projects with um, AWA before in the past, uh, and they're basically going to be kind of like figuring out like the directions of, of the way they want the, the publisher to go, and as well as like kind of accepting and enticing people to come in and uh, write comics and draw comics for them. Nice. So That's awesome. Yeah, I, I kind of like I kind of like having like a, a kind of like a triumvirate sort of like style of like you know of like actual you know like creatives deciding you know what what goes in and what comes out you know of the uh of the studios that's cool it's a good idea it's kind of the way like you know movies and tv show studios are kind of run too sometimes so you know it's kind of a cool direction instead of going so good news yeah definitely definitely all right so if that might be it for the show, 
if you unless you have anything final um really quick i haven't done one in a while but i wanted to talk about it if you are on instagram there is a profile called trans santa t-r-a-n-s-a-n-t-a and basically what it is is trans and non-binary um young adults or parents of trans and non-binary children can write in and get um and request um christmas gifts or holiday gifts for um themselves or for their children and basically say you know what their story is and it's just to show um a very um underserved part of our community that they're loved that they're cared for and that they're appreciated uh i know brian and i have been trying to donate as often as we can through them uh they have uh, automatic links to the individual um amazon wish lists they're asking for things like food they're asking for things like underwear um some of them have asked for switches some of them have asked asked for gift cards it's it's literally whatever you can um you know ship towards and if you don't you know if you if you don't have enough money to help buy a gift or an item for that person you can donate directly to the organization and then that allows the organization to pick up anything that wasn't bought on the back end so it's really good um it's a it's a, a community service project that I think is really important. Um, Brian and I have, you know, we always talk about uh, LGBTQIA plus youth just because we have family members who are a part of that community and it's really difficult for them. So, you know, anything that we can do to help our own family members out and then to help the community out, we always try to. So um, we'll link the Instagram profile if, you know, if you have any kind of money to spare, that's awesome. If you can't, if you have Instagram, you can always share the profile so that way others can see it as well. But it's a really good, um, it's a nice way to close out the the year. Um, a lot of these stories are heartbreaking. There's a, a big trigger warning on the homepage because they talk about abuse from their families. They talk about conversion therapy. They talk about homelessness. So it's tough, but uh, you definitely are making a difference in someone's life, and it's palpable. Very, very important. Yeah, that's yeah. really cool. Um, that that's all, all good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and like we said, like last week, you know, just whatever you don't feel like you would miss. Yeah, you know, absolutely. That's important. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Like everything helps. Just you know, do what you can. You Maybe, can. You can't go broke for helping people, but nope, you know you no. can always do what you whatever you can. Yeah, maybe, maybe don't go to Starbucks one week and use that money to. And and if you can't do anything because it is that time of year, just even sharing the yeah, profile exactly. and getting it out is really just, important. Just get yeah, just getting the word out nowadays. Yeah, is important as well because if you can't do it yourself, there's probably someone who can. Yeah, absolutely. So, very cool. All right. Well, with that. Thank you, Carrie. You're awesome. Welcome. Very much for for sharing. Uh, we yeah, we haven't done a um uh something like that in a little bit, so I'm very happy that we got to do that this week. So we are now reaching the end of the show, and thank you to everyone listening to our show. Thank you, Carrie, for editing because this is going to be a difficult one to edit. <laughs> so very much 
kudos to Carrie as well. Um, Instagram, Twitter, Good Pods, CDB Pod. Uh, for our book clovers um, on Friday, we will announce the next episode's main subject uh, on Instagram, and um, you can follow along. You can just just know what we're going to be talking about and be excited to uh, hear us on Thursday. So, <laughs> you know, just it's it's up to you how you want to uh, engage with us. But you can engage with us at better at gmail dot com, um, and we have a website. Actually, I'm not going to give the URL because it is kind of archaic still. Um, way out of date <laughs> and so Richard where can we find you um I'm at not, top not, not, 60 all over social media yeah not on the website <laughs> not on the website no no yeah. Yeah. and um and then Carrie thank you and you can probably email Carrie with at comments are better at gmail.com easiest way to get a hold of her and I know you want to talk to me god damn it yep. And um, if you want to avoid me on Instagram, don't go to Brighton <laughs> underscore CV on Instagram. So, all right. Um, so, yeah, I think that's about it. So thank you, everyone, once again for listening. Hope you're if you are a World Cup fan, I hope you're enjoying that we're going into uh, the uh, semifinals pretty soon. So pretty cool. Morocco won today. Yeah. The episode, so that's pretty awesome. Um, and so we'll, that's about it. Awesome. And whatever you celebrate uh, this month, I hope you're enjoying your season as much as you can. And if you don't celebrate or you can't celebrate, I hold. I hope you're holding on to your family a little bit more and your loved ones. And I hope that you're able to get through the season as best as you can, because not everybody can do what they want during this time of year. So Definitely. hope everybody's taking yeah. care of themselves. All right. So for Richard and Carrie, I am Brian, and this has been the Comics Are Better podcast. Remember, comics are better, and everyone deserves comics. Bye. Bye. So long. Bye-bye. See? (laughs) (laughs) Your 20s, King. I was thinking, I I was thinking, thank goodness. Sorry. No, it's all good. Um, all right. So we are going to go ahead and go into our main course. All right. Well, okay. So we'll so we'll break and then we'll get into the... God damn it. Hold on. Uh, no, no. It's, it's a great place to do it because it was right before we started the main course. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Sorry, I was just looking at... Okay. Are you are you done now? That's usually my job is to goof off on my phone or something. No, I was looking at the I was looking at the election. Oh, okay. I was, I was Look actually, at you yeah. caring about shit. Every once in a while I do that. Okay. okay. <laughs> All right. Um okay. So Oh shit, I gotta bring up my notes. Yeah. This is all over the fucking place. Okay. Okay. Go, go, go. All right. Uh thank you. Well, that was stupid. Yeah. Okay. What are you thanking people for? No, thank you for being your friend. Okay. Damn it. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, now it's time to go into our spotlights. Our... No, not our. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh.